Hello and welcome to Intentional Leadership, the podcast show that will help you break the barriers holding you back from the true life of significance you are meant to live. I'm your host, Janelle Bruland, and I invite you to join us as I share leadership lessons and specific strategies to transform your leadership, crush your goals, and love your life. Are you ready? Let's go. This is Janelle Bruland. Welcome to the Intentional Leadership Podcast. In my last couple of podcasts, we've been talking about the epidemic of career burnout. Improving my health was one critical decision that kept me from burning out. It forced me away from the overwork that was contributing to it, allowing me to focus on improving my health. When I identified this for myself, I decided to focus on three key areas to make a change, nutrition, exercise, and sleep. When I corrected these areas, I found that I had more energy and felt better overall. This then translated into my performance as a leader improved, and it also created a positive example as I was leading my team. In today's podcast, we're going to talk about the second component to optimum health, exercise. My husband and executive coach, Graham Yahtzee, is a high-performance athlete, including participating in several marathons and Ironman competitions. He's joined me today to talk about incorporating exercise habits that work. Graham, welcome. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk about exercise. I enjoy doing it myself, and I also enjoy helping others do it and being a role model. So it'll be fun today. Well, thanks, Graham, for being here. Well, we know exercise is good for us, but you probably, like us, know that it can be difficult to maintain a regular routine. Well, let's start today with a few reminders of why it is so important to exercise. I have three. One, regular physical activity can improve your muscle strength and boost your endurance. Number two, exercise delivers oxygen and nutrients to your tissues and helps your cardiovascular system work more effectively. Number three, when your heart and lung health improve, you have more energy to tackle daily chores. A coaching client of mine who's a doctor recommended a great book a few years back that helped to kick me in the butt to exercise on a regular basis. It's called, and you'll like the title, Younger Next Year, Live Strong, Fit, and Sexy Until You're 80 and Beyond by Chris Crowley and Dr. Henry Lodge. There's a male and female version of the book, and I ordered the female version and read it and was talking about it so much that Graham decided to read the book also, and he read my female version. Go figure. Well, I wanted to be sexy beyond my 80s, so I (laughs) didn't have any problem reading it. So, yeah, it was a great book. I don't have any doubts that we, you know, reading the male version might be different, but talking about estrogen, testosterone, and what to do, but the most important part was the exercise, and they are great. Listening to them go back and forth and the banter, but the biggest takeaway for me was the fact that either we're growing or we're in a state of decay. So if we retire and age, then we're in a state of decay. But if we continue to work out, our body can continue to stay healthy, we can live beyond that 80. We can live to 100 years old. And I think that was the greatest message. And we need to make sure that we continue to grow because our mind will grow, our body will grow, the muscles will grow. And through various exercises, six days a week like those guys, I think what they were skiing six, seven days a week, sometimes going out twice a day, making sure their muscles were strong, and they're having a blast. 
So I really took away that piece of it. Uh, well, that was the biggest t- takeaway for me from the book. And, you know, when we're properly exercising, it's just like growing. Uh, if we read or we're learning a new language or learning an instrument, whatever it is, we're continuing to grow. And so for all of us out there that are about 50, give or take, and we're healthy, we can plan on living to be about 100 years old right now with medicine and everything that's going on. And if we're younger than that, if we're listening out there and we're 20, 30, 40 years old, who knows? We could live to 150 years old. So we need to plan for it. We need to act like we want that so that we can do it in a fun way. I don't want to be in a wheelchair sitting in a home when I'm 75 years old if I don't have to be. I, I agree. And you know, Dr. Lodge gives a strong message that we need to be active just to keep growing, not have this decay. We need to be doing different types of activity and exercise six days a week for the rest of our lives. It seems like a tall order, but I, when I look now and I want to live today and in later years strong and healthy, I don't want to be in pain and unable to walk without a cane or something later. Right. So I, for one, want to have lots of energy, strength, and stamina to do the things I want to for years to come. Exactly. And I think the book brought along some of those evidence-based, science-based results from exercise. Janelle, what's the list? Yes, this list, when I read, it's pretty incredible. And it's a bit long, but it just really made an impact on me. So I wanted to share it with you guys today. Exercise leads directly to the younger life we are promising with its heightened immune system, its better sleep, its weight loss, insulin regulation and fat burning, its improved sexuality, its dramatic resistance to heart attack, stroke, hypertension, Alzheimer's disease, arthritis, osteoporosis, diabetes, high cholesterol, and depression. All that comes from exercise. But if we let our muscles sit idle, that decay takes over again. Who wouldn't want to exercise just to have be skinnier and have better sex? I mean, just that alone <laughs> is good enough for me. You stopped at that word in the list, didn't you? Or oh, there more? Others. <laughs> well, I think we can agree that we believe it's very important to exercise, and we've given you some reasons behind it and some evidence-based reasons. Well, the biggest problem is maintaining the consistency. That's an issue that I've had, and probably some of our listeners out there today, that's the biggest problem is just staying consistent. So today, Graham and I want to talk about with you three strategies for maintaining a regular exercise routine so we can live healthy for many, many years to come. So the first one, set a goal. Yeah, we're all high achievers out here listening today. And we run our businesses, we run our departments, we're leading people, and we set goals around those. But how many of us are truly setting a goal around exercise? Just setting the goal of 30 minutes a day, six days a week, that's a start. But what about setting the goal of, I want to run a 5K faster by June? Or I want to be able to do 10 pull-ups or 50 push-ups. It's so easy to set those goals. We just need to do it. We need to stop so we know what we want to accomplish, how we want to accomplish it, and by when we want to get it done. And then also attach, why do I want to do it? Why do I want to be doing 50 push-ups? Well, uh, bigger muscles. That's great. So setting that goal is critical. Well, agreed. And I think many of us out there being high achievers, we're used to goal setting at work. And we do goal setting for our companies, for our departments. We're used to this. So we need to exercise like it's our job. And we set goals around that. And setting the goal is the first step to taking us forward in exercise. 
So the second strategy to maintain a regular exercise routine is to set a schedule. Well, setting a schedule and putting it on the calendar. I have one person that I've worked with for years. She runs every day at 6 a.m. And that is not an option. If somebody says, I'm willing to give you a million dollars to skip that meeting for running, she won't do it. She is out there every single day, rain, shine, or snow doing it. So setting it in the calendar is critical. And mixing it up is another thing that, for me personally, is very important. If I go and do the same thing over and over and over again, I get bored. And it doesn't matter if it's in my schedule. I won't show up. So I have to mix it up through games or, you know, I'll go to the gym. Sometimes I'll work out at home by myself or I'll go paddling, ride a bike. I always have to come up with that new challenge so that I will set, you know, I'll actually hold the schedule and hold that appointment with myself. So yeah, great, great idea. And I, I do the same thing. And you know, we talk about getting appointments in our calendar and most of us live and die by our calendars and we follow those. So we need to put exercise as an appointment with, with ourselves in the calendar. It has to be one of those important priorities that goes right on the calendar as blocked time, just like other appointments. Again, we need to exercise like it's our job. And then Graham talked about changing up the routine from time to time to keep it motivated. I I love to get outside and walk or run. You know, we do that Mm -hmm. together almost every day outside when we can get outside. And otherwise, I I love the treadmill. But there's many other options. So if that's not something that you like, there's so many options to choose from, from walking to running, hiking to skiing, taking a boot camp class with friends or the competitive Peloton bike challenge with hundreds of people streaming live. We really don't have any excuse. I like excuse. beer yoga myself. <laughs> What's that, Graham? Beer yoga. I'm not familiar with that one. It's a new one. I haven't signed up yet, but we're going tonight. <laughs> Friday nights at 5. Anyway, no, I, I think that it's really, it's a lot of fun, and I have to gamify it for myself, and you're far more structured and disciplined than I am. So if it's in, on your schedule, you will do it. If it's on my schedule, I'm probably going to do it. So, But that leads to number three, really, because for me, if it's on the schedule and I have the goal, okay, I'll probably go do it, but it better be a lofty goal, kind of like my Ironman or my marathons. It better be big, or I may just sleep in or skip it all together and just hang out with you. But that's where the accountability process comes in. So number three, set up an accountability process. So we talked about the first strategy for maintaining a regular exercise routine is set a goal. The second is set a schedule. And number three is set up an accountability process. You know, we might be able to set the goal. That's an important first step. And we may do as well as getting it in the calendar and setting that schedule, that routine that we're going to follow through. But it really will be sunk in as a habit when we create an accountability process, because the problem is, is after time, we are going to find ourselves getting bored, as Graham talked about, with a routine, or we find other excuses that gets in the way. That's human nature. But if we set up an accountability process, that is really the key that's going to keep us on track to keep the consistent exercise going. So, Graham, you know, you have 
had a lot of success with uh, setting up an accountability process with a trainer. And you've done this from setting some big goals that you had, like the Ironman that you completed in Whistler, which congratulations, amazing to watch you be able to do that. And all of the athletes are performing that. That is quite a feat. And for those of you out there that aren't familiar with the Ironman, it's a race. Well, Graham, I'll actually have you explain what it is. It's a three-part race of different components, and I'll let you take it from there. What is this Ironman that you've conquered? Well, an Ironman is a triathlon, and it is you start with swimming, and you get to go swim with 3,000 of your closest friends, kicking each other, swinging each other, hitting each other in the nose, bloodying yourself. Uh, It's not a great way to wake up at 7 o'clock in the morning jumping in frigid cold waters. And then as soon as you swim those 2.4 miles, off you go on, on your bike, and you have a 112-mile bike ride. And around Whistler, that was a lot of hills. That was tough, and going up and down those hills. And then you, at the end, for fun, you get to run a marathon. And, yeah. a, and a full marathon. A full marathon, 26.2 miles. So wow. it is a long day, and it's a whole lot of fun. But it certainly takes the, the discipline. It takes the goal. It takes a schedule, which I was getting up early or staying up late to make sure that I got my workouts in. But most importantly, I hired a trainer. I hired a coach. I had a couple of people besides you telling me, get out there and go do your workout. But I went and hired a coach and he worked with me. He gave me, I could, you know, most of us can go out and actually do our own schedule. I could have figured out how to do the work and what to do so that I could complete it. But I needed a a coach to make sure that he sent me the workouts at the beginning of every week. At the end of most every day, he checked to see how the workout went, how I was feeling. And now through the app, he holds me accountable every single day. My watch automatically uploads to my phone, which automatically uploads to my laptop, which automatically goes to the cloud, and he gets a text. So it's a great way for the accountability. And really, that's the way I can do it. Uh, You're far better at just going out and doing it. I need to spend the money on the coach to hold me accountable because I don't want to just throw away the money. So, well, and you also talked about you know having me as an accountability partner, and you know you may not need to hire a trainer or have the money to hire a, a trainer to help with the accountability process. Your accountability partner can be your spouse, or it can be a friend or a family member. Friends are a little bit easier than spouses sometimes. <laughs> this is true. So sometimes we can be tougher on each other than maybe our friends would be. That's not that's always right. a, that's not always that's a not bad, bad thing. That's not bad. That's not but. a bad thing. You know, have a have a friend that you're going to sign up for a fitness class with, and and you're going to pick each other up. Or you know, I have a girlfriend that's a neighbor here in our community, and we'll we'll do walks together. So it's great to be able to have somebody that when you don't really feel like getting out of bed and going to a workout class that you have a friend that's going to say, let's go today. And you're going to get in the car and go because you have somebody else that's there. Well, get a running partner, get somebody that you get up every morning with, or somebody that you want to, you know, you join a running club, they're free and just show up, Right. but they're going to ask where you are. So, and you've been part of a cycling club too. That's done that. So lots of options. Five o'clock in the morning, rain or shine. So, and the other thing you need to do for accountability is go to your doctor. Make sure that you're, you know, what you're able to do, what you can do, and also where is the baseline? Where is it that you need to improve? What does that look like? And me going to the doctor, I'm the typical guy. I go if, uh, well, I don't. But Janelle, you're good at it, and you recently went to the doctor. Tell us about that. 
Yes. Well, I, I went, uh, it's been about a year ago now, and I really wanted to get a baseline, just a health baseline for where I was, because as I, as I put together the book, The Success Line, was writing the chapter on the success body, I really wanted to not just have good health, but have optimum health. And the way to do that, and with setting any kind of a goal, is you've got to first establish where you are now. So I wanted to see what's my health baseline now. So when I did this, I actually got a VO2 test, which was really an interesting thing to do. They actually put a mask on your face and you get, and then they hook up electrodes, electrodes to yep. your body and you get on a treadmill. And the whole idea of it is that you want to push your body to the point of, well, exhaustion or not quite exhaustion, but it's really to that cutover point where, where you're really burning uh, your calories in an effective way. And what was interesting about this test is it tells you exactly where the crossover point is that you want to have your heart rate at when you're working out in order to have the highest health benefits for you. So what I found out when I did this is I had been walking every day. You know, we Graham did, and yeah. I were walking every day after dinner, and that was just part of the routine. I was feeling really good about it. I was getting in my 10,000 steps every single day. And I felt good. But when I did this VO2 test, I actually found that my walking was not getting my heart rate up to the level that it needed to be. And to be in optimum physical condition, you need to work hard. And I realized that I wasn't getting my heart rate up to the level that it needed to really be working with some intensity on a regular basis. So That's I actually... That's a good example of when a spouse doesn't come in handy as far as accountability partner, doesn't it? Oh, uh, why do you mean? <laughs> well, every once in a while I say, shouldn't we run or jog right now? Because you wanted to walk. Well, and this is true. This we, is true. When, when the you doctor went to the doctor, him, you listen. Yeah. When I suggested <laughs> politely and nicely, hey, maybe we should jog, you didn't like that very Yeah, well. that's true. I mean, I've done better <laughs> now. now. Now I'll run alongside yeah, you. So. No, now you make me run. <laughs> Well, now I've made some significant changes and it's made a difference. Yeah. So now I'm aiming for cardio activity five to six days a week and actually getting my heart rate up for, you know, for 30 minutes so that I do make that difference. And it's, and it's been huge. And now going back for a recent physical again and testing that and just seeing my cardiovascular strength improving uh, is really exciting. So generally I'm aiming for cardio activity and five to six days a week and I'm doing strength training two days a week and some general guidelines for those of you out there that are maybe just starting or getting back into an exercise routine. The Department of Health and Human Services recommends the following guidelines. Aerobic activity, we should have at least 150 minutes of moderate aerobic activity or 75 minutes of vigorous activity a week or a combination of both. And then as far as strength training, we should be having a strength routine of all major muscle groups at least two times a week. And again, we talked about going to your doctor. This is going to vary depending on your age, your fitness goals, and do consult with your doctor to determine what is the right program for you. Yeah, and I think the other thing that we don't take into account is recovery. You know, so often, I, and actually I hear it a fair amount, oh, I can't do that because my knees hurt or this hurts, whatever. But, you know, part of that is the recovery time is making sure that, you build it up and then you back off. You build it up, you back off. And a perfect example of that is recently uh, I ran a marathon and I wanted to set a goal, a personal record. So I went out and I pushed myself and I got done. I finished, I set a goal and I, or I actually got my PR and I couldn't walk for what, 
two days. I mean, I, I, I cramped up and laid on the, on the couch for a good 10 hours because I couldn't move. Then I decided that it was a great idea 30 days later to run another marathon and see if I could set another PR, another personal record. And I did. And so I didn't really give myself enough time in between to recover. And so now my coach has told me that I have to take three weeks off for full muscle recovery. That way the body can rejuvenate, the muscles can renew themselves, and you have time to just kind of relax and, and rest. And it feels good, but I'm ready. I'm kind of like a caged animal right now. I need to get outside and go do something, but it's important. (laughs) Well, thanks for reminding us of that. That's so important, recovery time. We need to work hard to build our physical fitness, and then we have to recover. And balancing that working recovery is such a challenge. It's important to take that time for rest and renewal in in order to be our best. So, Graham, what are you training for now? You've got kind of something exciting coming up. I just You just talked about the marathon you just ran, which was in Chicago, and we had a beautiful day, and your mom and I chased you all the way down <laughs> to uh, Chicago and even were able to, to spot you a few times, and congratulations on getting that Thanks. personal record. So what is that preparing you for? What are you training for now? Well, I, I, speaking of big goals, I've decided that I want to do the Marathon Challenge, which is done and sponsored by Abbott, and there's six across the United, or in the United States, six across the globe. So there's Tokyo, Berlin, London, and Chicago, Boston, New York. And uh, being bigger and older, and my group of people that weigh uh, half of what I weigh, no, not quite, are faster. So uh, the only way to get in a couple of the races is to uh, find a better way to do it, another way of doing it. In Boston, I am going to, and I've submitted myself to run for charity. I'm going to raise money for Trinity, which is helping inner city youth, uh, especially those of, of color, come up with and realize that through sport and, you know, through, that there are hurdles out there, but you can jump over them and get around them. And so I'm raising money to uh, be able to run the Boston Marathon. Oh, that's that's really great. And what a great program for these kids that may not be oh, able to do it without exciting. something yeah. like this. No, it was that's, a cool program to see when I found it. It was like, oh, that's the one I'm going to help. So. Really, really neat. So we'll look forward to following your journey as you train to run the Boston Marathon. <laughs> that, that'll be a lot of fun. Well, let's review what we've covered today. A lot of great stuff. Um, first and foremost, we need to exercise like it's your job. And this second component of optimum health we've been talking about today is regular exercise. You know exercise is good for you, but it can be difficult to maintain that regular routine. Here are the three ways that Grandma and I talked about today to keep consistent with an exercise routine. Number one, set a goal. Know what you want to be working towards. Set a goal, write it down, tell someone about it so that you have something that you're working for. Know what your why is of why you want to maintain this regular exercise routine. Number two, set a schedule. Put the power block in your calendar and make this a priority in in your calendar just like everything else is. Set a schedule that you're going to follow and appointments that you won't break. And then finally, number three and the most important, create an accountability process so that you maintain this consistent routine, whether that's a spouse or a friend that's holding you accountable or you get a trainer, but find and create an accountability process to help you continue to stay with this uh, consistent routine. Graham, any last words of thoughts to share before we close today? No, I think it's great. And those are perfect. The one, two, and three, get them done and you know, get out and stay fit and just stay active. It's critical for not only how you feel today, but 
how you're going to feel when you're 80, how you're going to feel at 110. So Awesome. Well, thank you, everyone, for taking time to listen today. Thank you, Graham, for joining us. It's been a lot of fun. Our next podcast, we'll be talking about the third component of having optimum health, sleep. So stay tuned. You're the master. (laughs) I have worked that, baby. Stay tuned for that podcast and get some great information on how you can improve your sleep. I've included in this podcast a leader's guide to review today's lesson. You can download this for free at JanelleBrulin.com. Use this handout for your own personal reflection, or it's also great to use as an exercise with your team. If you have any questions, please email me at Janelle at Legacy-Leader.com. If this podcast has been helpful or brought you some joy or laughs today, please subscribe to it, give it a five-star review, and share it with others. This is how we can continue to provide this free content for you. For more episodes of the Intentional Leadership Podcast, go to JanelleBrulin.com forward slash podcast. Remember, when you grow as a leader, your team will grow and your company will grow. You can transform your leadership, crush your goals, and love your life.